Welcome to another episode of Mick and Ori's Classic Cars. I'm Mick. And I'm Ori. Ori, can you believe it? Mick, we've always said the dream car to come on the podcast would be a Lamborghini Miura. Mind you, that was your dream car. It wasn't really mine. Yeah, you weren't a big Lamborghini man, However, you? of all the Lamborghinis, the Mura's are one. And we have Grant with us. Grant, thank you very much. A boyhood dream came true today. Oh, you're welcome. So, Grant, this Mura has been with you for how long? Uh, just over 20 years. 20 years ownership. And it looks like it just drove out of the factory today. The lime green is a superb colour for it. So, original right-hand drive, Australian delivered... Yeah, that's correct. P400S. That's it. Okay, so, so for the listeners, there's a P400, P400S, and a P400SV. Correct. And progressively, they sort of up the horsepower. So I think they started off, don't quote me on this, but I think 350 horsepower to 370 and then 385, something like that. That's pretty much it, yeah. They, they upgraded, they did some other subtle upgrades on the way through. So. Uh, bigger tyres on the SV, I understand. Uh, yeah, and they also separated the uh, um Oil uh, from the uh, gearbox and engine uh, from the S to the SV. So. Okay. So the S has got the gearbox oil and the engine oil is in this, uh, they share the same oil. Correct, they do. So okay. they're prone to, uh, you know, bad gear changes. You yes, pick up you, a bit you can of, get uh, that metal done. Out, yes, so. yep. So we'll get into the driving experience in a second, but I think there's 760-odd examples of Lamborghini, Lamborghini Murras made in the world. So, Mick, to have one here in South Australia with us and to be able to drive it and go for a drive in it. Oh, look, we've been talking about that for years, Ori. And, uh, it's a pinch-yourself moment. To be able to do that and to be, I mean, I was lucky enough to, to drive it. Thanks, to, Thank you, Grant. And uh, to feel, feel so good so quickly in it, I was surprised. And I, although, mind you, I did get in there and I needed the cushion for myself because I didn't realise you could actually adjust the seat forward, which we did do after, so that was fine. So before we get into your driving experience, mate, Grant, let me ask you, was this something you always wanted in your collection, the mirror from when you saw it as a young man, or how did, you, how did it come about? Um, look, I just happened to be in Melbourne one day walking past Dutton's and there it was. And at that point in time, these sort of cars were unloved. People really didn't want them. And believe it or not, there were three mirrors for sale at that point in time in Australia, and <laughs> Dutton's had access to all of them. And uh, uh, I was just looking at going, well, that's the most stunning-looking car, but obviously nobody else shared my, my view yeah. or vision at that point in time. So uh, I actually traded a, um, a fairly modern car on it, and they were pleased to see the back back of it. So uh, I was quite surprised. Loved it. I've loved it all, that, all, this, all this time. I just really enjoy the car. And fast forward now, 20-odd years later, they must already calling you saying, would you like to sell it back to us? We want to see it again. There have been a few calls, yeah, for sure. Now, you had three to pick from. You liked this one because of the, the colour. The other ones weren't lime green. So there was what colours? Uh, there were two red ones and this the lime green one, but this was the most original. So one of them was a P400 that they'd actually uh, up-spec to SV. Um, so somebody had actually modified it. So I'm very much a purist and I like the original cars and this is just an absolutely original car. So uh, that's why I loved it and you know, that's, that's and really what attracted me. And they were all right-hand me. drive, those three cars? Um, look, from memory, uh, they were all right-hand drive configuration at that point in time, whether or not they are originally right-hand yeah. drive cars. I mean, what attracted me to this was the pedigree. It was a, an Australian-delivered car, right-hand drive, 
Um, you, you knew all the owners all the way through it, so you could track the whole thing, and that, to me, was an important um, aspect of buying the car. And you've got all the original books, all the original documentation? Yeah. That's so in terms of colours, okay, the lime green, I love the lime green. If you had a choice of colours... Would that be one that you would have picked, or do you have absolutely? A yeah, yeah, of course. You're saying it's, that, but it's just so traditional. It that, is that time time period. So, yeah, hundred percent. I don't think you know what of all the colours in the mirror. I think red is my least favourite colour, even though the Jotter's got it with the gold underneath, right? That yeah. red and gold looks good if you see that too soon. But otherwise, it's got to be yellow, green, orange. In the mirror, it just looks beautiful. Yeah. yeah, I think the black actually hides the lines of the, the yeah, mirror. The black one we're saying, um, yeah, yeah. you know, because the the mirror's got such beautiful lines. I, I can't believe how stunning it is in the flesh. Oh, you've got to have something that stands out in a mirror. That's, I mean, that's what they were back in the day. They were such a standout automobile, and um, you know, having it in that right period color is uh, is really important. So, being a purist, had you ever had you ever driven one before though, Grant? Before you bought it? No. So you just saw it and you. Did you take it for a drive and think, oh, yeah, I really love it, or it's not what I... Well, I actually took the red one, so I took the upgraded spec car for a drive first, mm-hmm. and, and that was phenomenal. I mean, I, I remember driving around the Yarra, uh, Yarra River, and back in those days they didn't have all the speed cameras they did now, so you could actually give it a real blast. Yeah. So I took that first, and then I took the green car, and, um, you know, the, the green car, whilst it was not as, I guess, flashy and as... Um, yeah, I guess flashy is the word, as the... As the um, SV, uh, it was just a pure car. So, as you said, you like the originality, and that's uh, and you've kept it like that. So, yeah. well, now we'll get on to you know your experience, Mick, because you weren't sure about driving the Mira. Well, I was a bit concerned, and so you should be. It's just like you know when you're nervous about something, it means that that's a good thing because uh, you're going to try a little bit harder to look after it and things. But I was I was concerned because, you know, you hear of stories that the front end's a bit light when you're doing, I don't know, 150 miles an hour or something, which we didn't have to worry about that. Yeah. And also the back end might push out, you know, um, when you're going around a corner. Uh, but again, at the speeds that I was going to travel at, I wasn't really concerned, concerned about, about that. that. But what did you think it was going to drive like? When you stood stepped in there today, were you expecting a 250 experience? Were you expecting the Dino experience? What were you expecting? Well, I was expecting a bit like the uh, in-between, say, the Daytona yep. uh, and maybe the 250. I mean, this is a 1970 car. The Daytona was the same ilk, I think, um, same sort of uh, year, yep. I think. But the Daytona had heavier steering. I felt comfortable in the Daytona first up, but in this Mura. It's just it fitted me like a glove a bit, apart from I say the the cushion at the back, but yeah. which we sorted out after. But compared to the Ferraris of that era, I found that the reach on your arms is about the reach on your legs, whereas in the Ferrari, your arms and your hands are a lot closer, and your legs have to be long. Is that about right? I well, think it depends on the Ferrari. So yeah, possibly. If, but if you're looking at a 250 and a and a Daytona compared to this, I think this is more aligned with the 246. Yeah. Um, so, but on steroids. Well, there you, there go. you go. The 246, and we're looking at from inside, even the front arches. You know, you look at those front arches, the bulging arches from in. You know, looking at the bonnet, and similar, it's similar to the 246. Yeah. But in terms of size, I mean, this is bigger than the 246, though, Grant. It's, it's not a lot bigger. You'd be surprised. It's probably a, a little wider. But not a lot. It's not a big car. Yeah, it's got to be a little bit wider because it's got to fit in a transverse V12 rather than a V6. So, you know, there's a, a bit of width there. But uh, I look. Well, I, how, I, how, how is that? I mean, I, you know, when you turn your head and 
the engine's right there. It's literally on your neck. Just right at the back of you. It's on your neck. Because there's like, no parcel shelf or anything no, at the back. Phenomenal. And, you know, when you opened up, we opened up the bonnet, the boot, and had them both open, and you see how wide or how much space. It's just, it's just two seats, literally, bolted to a chassis with an engine on your neck. But even the details, you know, some of the details, even just getting in and looking inside the instrumentation, I mean, there's gauges on the, on the what do you call it, the soffit or the ceiling, what do you call it, the roof lining. Oh, no, they're actually, um, they're switches Not gauges, there. switches, sorry. There's switches everywhere. But there's no, there's no, you don't know no labels doing. on there at all. So you, you pick, we did pick which ones were the, uh, uh, lift up the um, the lights. So I love, and I love that, these lights, the pop-up lights, obviously, but with the eyelashes. So not all mirrors have got the eyelash, correct? That's correct. The yeah. P400s don't. That's my understanding, yeah. So, so the original ones didn't, and I don't think the the SVs? SVs, I think they got rid of them on that as well. Okay. I thought that I, was a design thing from US, but I'm not sure either, so I can't comment. But there's a few things that I found driving it. What was interesting, the, the travel of the accelerator, there's a lot of travel in the accelerator. So to put your foot flat, there's, I don't know, it seemed like you know, at least 150 mil or at least, I think, to... Good thing. I, I, I sort of get it mixed up, but, I mean, it's a, the accelerator is um, very responsive in that it car. It is very responsive, it, yeah. It does have I, a fair bit of travel, but it's... Yeah. I mean, we know that the car doesn't like low speeds. around. It's not a traffic... It's not a city car, right? You need to get those revs up, get it moving, and that's when you really get some wonderful experience out of the car. But one thing... Did notice that in fifth gear you're still sitting at two thousand revs. Do you reckon it needs another gear? No, five is enough. No, but don't forget oh, no. you wind it up. Mick was in five. Yeah, Mick was in five quite often. No, not really. I sort of third and fourth was but the at low main revs. One. No, but I just put it in. Actually, I put it into fifth just to see what it was like to yeah. put it into fifth, but not to actually travel in fifth because fifth would take you to one hundred and sixty miles an hour or something, wouldn't one hundred and fifty or something at least. Yeah, because no, I think fifth. the Daytona was a touch. Quicker or something? Yeah, it was. But I think the mirror topped out at a, over 170. And oh, I think right. the Daytona was... 175 or something. Was, yeah, I think this is 172 versus 175. 170. Was, so, you're yeah, not going to notice. You don't want to drive the cars at that speed, I can no. assure you. So we didn't have to worry about lift-off, Ori? No, exactly right. Now, have you taken this on a track, Grant? Have you ever tracked the mirror? No. Would you? No, it's not that sort of car. I mean, I think you, you take a, a proper track car on a track. That's my view. Yeah. That's good. Hey, that's a good way to look at it. See, because we always thing. say, do we need to take it on a track to get? And I only say maybe on a track in the sense because you're not worried about other traffic. It's a little bit of a safer environment. Then mm, not know, to track it, it as in to get not the to desk. track it as into the lap times. Just a safe environment to, at higher speed to see what the car does at the different gear ratios. I've never done that. So yeah, but I think you can actually get that much enjoyment out of driving the things at a reasonable speed on on the roads. You know, an old car, I think you um, you don't have to drive fast because there's so much going on and there's so much noise and it gives you that feeling as if, as if you, go, you are as if you are going fast. Yeah. And you get in a modern car today and you can do double the speed and it feels slower than what you can do in these cars. So and and less enjoyment, I feel. So you know, if if you look at the speeds that we were travelling, and every now and then I gave it a bit of a squirt, and just the the torque, it's got a lot of torque, yeah. you know, and. The, the sound of the car, with the carbies right behind you, I reckon it absolutely sounds superb. Yeah, no, 100%. I mean. And I, th- I think the sweet spot in terms of where it picks up is about three and a half, four thousand 4,000 revs. Yeah. I think I didn't get over about five, I think, from 
five, maybe five and a half. I don't know when the I didn't even look to see where the red line is either. But uh, anyway, who cares? Yeah. But enjoyment wise, steering was I think was very well quite nice and light, except for when you're doing a U turn U turn or trying to park. It's a bit bit heavier, but it was lighter than the Daytona for sure. Yeah, parking it would. It seems like it's got a. A longish bonnet, so you do need to judge it. You say it's not that big. I, I think it is big. It looks big from the from the inside parking the car and doing a three point turn, which you did a few times. You reckon it's difficult to judge? Yeah, I think the turning circle wasn't too bad in this. No, you good. know, the Daytona certainly had a longer front because of the V twelve at the front. But, but anyway, I mean, I I was pleasantly surprised from. The onset of getting in the car, gauges everywhere, so I do like gauges. There are gauges everywhere. And I was pleased after we're driving for a while. Temperature, holds temperature beautifully. All temperature, you know, it takes a while to get up to all temperature, uh, but they do. It's a V12, so there's probably uh, there's a lot of oil in it. I'm, I'm not even sure how much oil, but it have a few litres for sure. So you did say one comment, though, driving it, that this is the best car you have ever driven. Michael Talladera, okay. I did a Ferrari say nut. But that's and, put it in perspective. said that a Lamborghini is the greatest car he's ever driven. You yeah, heard it here first. It, wait a minute, wait a minute. Take it easy. That's put it in perspective. You're backpedalling now. Yeah, no, I'm not going to backpedal. I'm not going to backpedal because I do think that's the best period car that I've driven. Let's say period car. Now, it's not as be- as good as the Pista that I drove on the track at Fiorano. So we're not talking about that. But in terms of, you know... I haven't driven many 50s cars. Uh, I think it was the 250 PF, uh, the, the 1959 I might have driven. But yeah. uh, that was, And so in terms of 60s and early 70s, it's got to be the best one I've driven. Car of that era. Yeah, of that no, that's era. That's not what you said. It was the best car you've well, ever driven. we're talking about that era. We're not talking about, you know, is that the best car ever? Okay, so you have, you've got a newfound passion for Mura or for Lamborghini. Definitely. And we've spoken about this before, and Grant, you'd know it as well, is you look at a car and you think, oh, yeah, you know, that'd be all right or wouldn't be all right. But unless you drive the cars, you really don't know. Yeah. And I think you've got to drive it for a fair bit of time. I mean, we, we had some good time out there, but, you know, I'd love to have it for a whole week, but you know, we'll talk about that another day, Grant. <laughs> so what did you think, uh, Ori, as a passenger? No, it was... Very, very humbling experience to be sitting in something so classic and an iconic car in the history of cars. There's, for me, the perfect car collection has to have a mirror. Otherwise, it's not a complete car collection. Right? And it's, so, it's so iconic. For me, I That's said a big statement. I said today that it's most probably the most famous Lamborghini ever made. Grant corrected me. Most probably the 350 GT. Their first would be the their most classical, most famous. But for me, the Mura is Lamborghini and the Contage. Yeah, and as you get older, obviously the Contage and things like that. Actually, have you driven any other the other Lamborghinis? In, no, I haven't. So Mura is the only Lamborghini you've ever driven. Yeah, even the modern ones to this day. I've been in a couple of the modern ones, but I've never never driven them. Yeah, and so and we have too. We've been lucky enough to be in a couple of the modern ones. This is a completely different experience. A bit like the two fifty, like the Dino. I think. I'm now convinced that period of car manufacturing was Is the, the best. best. Yeah. It's also what you said, Grant, about the experience, the enjoyment. There's enough going on. You don't have to get, you know, the best quarter quarter mile time. You don't have to be spinning it around the corners. So you do get the enjoyment and just everything going on. Uh, I mean, I was I was godsmacked. I reckon it was great. Yeah. 
And maintenance, maintenance wise, on the mirror, is similar to how all the others are maintained once a year. Things quite simple. Or oh, the only thing you got to worry about is with the oil. So you, you've got to change that oil quite regularly um, because the, because of the gearbox and the engine oil are shared. Most people put a magnet in the sump, and that tries to attract whatever uh, metal filings that you might uh, lose off of the gearbox or okay. off the gears every now and then. Um, but that's probably the main thing you've got to worry about with it. They just don't like running around the city, so they do foul up pretty quickly if you're running them just around the city and idling. They really like to be exercised properly, so a good long run and uh, plenty of uh, right foot. And have you, to... have you done much to the car since you've owned it over the 22 years? No, I just maintained it. So paint is original paint? That paint, was, was... paint was as I bought it. The car's as I bought it. Far right. <laughs> and it's just been maintaining it and doing bits and pieces with it over the years and having oh. fun with it. One of the things in terms of maintenance, everyone talks about engine out services and that. Now, this has got chains for cam belts? Uh, I you, believe so, you, you, yes. In other words, you don't change... You don't change. It's not rubber belts. So I think rubber belts came in quite a bit later, didn't That would they? have come in the, in the that was 70... In the, I thought that was in the 80s that, that there were more rubber belt type cars. For, well, the, the Dino had a... The Dino 246 got a chain, Yeah. but the 308 GT4 Dinos have got a belt. they got a belt, have yeah, they? They have, yeah. they have a belt. So I would suspect this has got a chain. But anyway, we'll leave that to the uh, the mechanics. And the well, it's not an engine-out service. It, yeah, it's not an engine-out no. service? No. no. Okay. You know. And to fit a, a V12 transverse, I mean, they did well with uh, the designer, Bertoni, which is uh, only one-off, did a one-off Ferrari, I think, from uh, from memory. But anyway. Mm, you might know that car. Yeah, I might know that car. No, I think, like I said, it, you know, you asked me how I felt. It exceeded all my expectations. I knew it was a wonderful car. I mean, just the shape. I think a bit like Grant. I feel like I'm in Grant's shoes 20 years ago when you walk past Dutton's and you see it in the window. Ever since I very first saw a Mura, I've just been in awe of it. What's a, I, what surprised I, me, Ori, though, when you got in, you're normally very chatty. Yeah, I was you, quiet. You no. were very quiet. I think you were a bit nervous as well. I was. Ne- yeah, I was not nervous. I just couldn't believe that I'm actually sitting in one, number one. But, yeah, I was nervous and... Just taking it all in. And like I said, I just could listen to that engine roaring every day. It does sound good. I mean, you missed a few gears. I won't, I won't go into too But every far now and then. You I'm missed a few gears, idea. but I think you got it right. And I love, I love the little clip there the, to For block the reverse. reverse. Yeah. Oh, yeah, things like that. All those little details that I loved. And the fact that the car is, like Grant said, hasn't been touched. It's as he bought it. You know, just the wrapping, the leather, the vinyl, just the car, everything. Everything just... Yeah, it's time. It's a time capsule, mate. There's a lot of nice details aesthetically. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. I will say one thing. I don't know if it's politically correct for me to say it on the podcast, but I was, there's that many collectors of cars that spend money on all this, the latest, greatest, this and that. I do not know why they don't buy more classics. Oh, I'm stumped yeah. too. I mean, you I've know, always believed in the classic cars. Me too. A better experience. I think you're right. You know, I see all these wonderful collections and they've got all the most modern cars yet to be built, still coming out. And I think, well, oh, what, what's your old cars? You, yeah, you're obviously a car enthusiast. Oh, no, no, I don't like any old cars. I, I just think it's all about the driver experience and you get that out of an old car. You don't get 100%. it out. A new car, I think anybody can drive one, but an old car to, to drive them properly takes... Uh, takes skill. Well, I don't know if about skill, but you've got to be attentive. You've um, um, yeah. you've got to concentrate when you drive them, and I think it it gives a much more rewarding experience. I think I like what you said that you know you like picking up your cars, yeah, uh, you know, interstate or that you have to drive them back, yeah. and you become one with the car. You start to learn the car and understand. I think that's great. So, did you drive this one home? 
yes, I did. So there's eight hours, yeah, eight and a half hour yeah, drive. Yeah, I did. I've driven a lot of them back from interstate purchases, and I've I've really enjoyed it. Yeah. I can tell. I can understand why you're always smiling, Grant. And I that, can understand. And that's the good thing. See, like if you buy it and drive it that distance, we're talking eight hundred kilometres. Yeah. Okay. So you do get to know the car. Yeah. You have to stop. You have to fuel up. You, you know. You have to. The gauges might be some night driving. You know. It's. It would be one way to actually sort of get a quicker acquaintance with your car. Yeah. 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 Anyway, that's something for us to do one day. Then, oh, we'll ask Grant. We'll just borrow it. No, well, there's a there's a um, an orange mirror in Dutton's. I believe you guys. There could, is. Uh, there's one. You in could the, go over and yeah, recreate the experience. It's a left hand drive, and you don't like left hand drive. But I don't think there's any dramas with a car that you use occasionally for it to be left hand drive. Or you sit yeah. on the passenger seat, so you'd be driving this time. Yeah, you'd be I would be <laughs> I'd feel like I'm driving. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you can go over and have a look at that one. But uh, in the meantime, we're going to leave it there, Grant. Thanks very much for letting us enjoy the the mirror. And she's uh, look. We look forward to seeing the video and and uh, some of the Instagram photos yeah, as well. So no, thank thanks you, again, Grant. Grant. No, you're yep. welcome, guys. All right. And remember, if your car's not a classic, it will be one day. Thank you. Thanks, guys.